Hey, hey, what is up? This is the Leafs Combo podcast for Oak Ridge Ford, back in business Sunday, June 28th, 2020. I'm Norm in London, Ontario, joined as always by my podcast partner in crime, the one, the only Michael P. Uh, Jello from Chicktawaga, New York. Mr. A, how are you? Uh, good afternoon, Norm. I'm well. Uh, it's sunny in Buffalo, and with every day, we get, we get closer to training camp and potentially a Stanley Cup playoff. Hey, did you hear the big news? The Leafs Combo Twitter account has been suspended by Twitter because it's just so controversial. Wow. Yeah. I, mean, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't realize that we were like, like uh, you know, like the uh, can- Canadian Antifa or <laughs> something like that. You know, no, what the hell? Heavy stuff, Mike, heavy stuff. We are so rabid on social media and Twitter just couldn't handle it anymore. That link post that I put out in late May set the entire medium on fire and Twitter had to suspend the account. Honestly, though, I have no no clue why the account was suspended. We barely ever use it. I did have a few uh, followers and listeners of the podcast reach out to me this morning trying to explain that it may have something to do with the advertising that's embedded in the Leafs combo links. I don't know if somebody has something against Ford. <laughs> you know, the, the 2021 F-150 was just unveiled. Perhaps somebody doesn't like the design and decided to complain about the Leafs combos association with Ford. I have no clue. And here's the thing, Mike. I don't know how far down the rabbit hole I want to go with Twitter. It's so monolithic. Trying to reach out to this company and corporation is uh, and actually deal with somebody is next to impossible. So maybe the Leafs Convo Twitter account will say stay suspended for the uh, foreseeable future based on the fact I don't know how much I want to put into trying to resuscitate it. I don't know. Oh, boy. Well, I know. know. I know. First first world problems. We've got all, all sorts of other things to deal with. But, yeah, I don't know. Let's start a movement. Um, anyway, Mike, uh, I digress. So uh, the Leafs training camp, raring to go here, I mean, what, a week and a half away, and then by the end of July, we should see this 2014 tournament kick off. Can't wait for it. Toronto, most likely the uh, Eastern Conference, Eastern portion hub city. I think that's a good idea. Have at it, Mike. What's up? Yeah, I mean, it's looking more and more encouraging that from what I remember, we had John Shannon on the Buzzcast a couple of weeks ago, and he had indicated that, uh, and he didn't indicate on the on the Buzzcast, but further on did that ideally the NHL would like one city in the Eastern time zone, one in the Western, uh, so they could play as many as five games during one particular day and have you know the time difference be a factor in it because they don't want to start games playoff games at 10 o'clock in the morning uh west coast so i think that uh you know they they want that eastern western breakdown they were apparently uh, in line to have vancouver and then there it would that was squelched there was some board of health problems in british columbia but the uh, alberta government in edmonton and the ontario government uh, with toronto are both on board with you know what the nhl is doing and i think the advantages of toronto especially after they readjusted their bid apparently what they had originally planned was to have a number of hotels around the Scotiabank arena, which, you know, us both knowing Toronto, there are a number of, of hotels near the arena. 
um, and, and sort of that, that bubble concept. But now they've switched it to a hotel down on Lakeshore called Hotel X, which is a 400-room hotel that would serve as the centerpiece for where all the players would be and uh, uh, exercise facilities at BMO and Coca-Cola Coliseum and the Raptors practice facility, you know, all servicing. There's just, an, I'm sure, Ford Performance Center as well for practice. So there's so many rinks and there are so many places where they could stay. I think that Toronto has the advantage. And, I mean, apparently it would be the east in Toronto and the west in either Vegas or Edmonton. So I think we're probably going to hear that uh, probably Monday or Tuesday. At least that's the indications. This is the Leafs Combo Podcast for Oak Ridge Ford. Norm with Mike. Do you think with all of the recent spikes of COVID-19 and coronavirus throughout mm-hmm. uh, much of the United States that it would be a good idea to get everybody up into Canada? And- well, the, 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 the problem here is, and obviously there's no vaccine, there's no cure. And as we've seen from these areas that have spiked recently, they were the areas that didn't spike before. So you could, you could say it's like a, you know, a situation where, okay, it's not pervasive right now in Edmonton. Well, th- that means it could be pervasive in Edmonton in a month because it hasn't been there previously. So it's sort of a hit. It's sort of like a, whack-a-mole type of situation where you think you're going the right place and then it could be the wrong place. I mean, Vegas uh, had a thousand cases uh, over the last few days, but, you know, again, if they manage this bubble concept uh, well, which means off the strip, away from people, sequestered, then it shouldn't, you know, Mm. those, those spikes shouldn't be a factor in their decisions. Now I think, you know, Vegas is in the lead. Um, I know that LA and Chicago have been, uh, they're sort of disaster backups for, uh, either the, you know, Toronto bid or for Vegas. So, um, I I think it's going to be Toronto and Vegas. And I think that they're not going to worry about the spike. They're going to worry more about, about players getting infected and, as we've seen with other athletes and other sports, the only way that you can't, the only way that you prevent yourself from being infected is by acting responsibly and not, not mingling. And yeah, Mike, so intriguing, so risky. OGs and converts having their say in comments, Mark Wilson, just cancel the season. Just saying archipelago two chimes in. There are still way too many COVID cases in the U S and Canada. Of course, many players are going to get it regardless. I say, forget this season. I'm hearing that a lot, Mike. I'm hearing it a lot, and I know people are quietly rooting for something to happen. We all want to see hockey, but again, mm-hmm. these these are risky times. These are uncharted times. So, what do we do about this? Well, it's clear to me that the NHL, Major League Baseball, and the NBA, and the NHL is in a different boat, but they're all going to forge forth. If 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 one person gets tested positive, I mean, we saw eleven a couple of weeks ago from the NHL, I think it was 16 in the NBA. Now they're, they're a few weeks away from training camp. So that's, you know, those numbers, it's only 5%. That's, that's actually not, not bad, but with the NHL, the financial ruin that comes with not playing the playoffs, the owners and the players are, are unified on this. And the thing is the only way that the season is going to get shut down is if there is a massive, mm-hmm positive for like one particular team that makes it impossible for them to play. They're going to put this through because 
Uh, the, I mean, they're negotiating a CBA, a, 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 a understanding between the two sides about escrow and about a few other things. If the season doesn't happen, escrow could be 30%. And we've seen uh, things from Artemi Panarin and Ryan Kessler about how vehemently opposed they are of escrow. Well, that's the deal that they've made in terms of a 50-50 split sure, of revenue. It so it's, it's, a, it's a reality and it has to be dealt with. And it's going to be even worse of a situation if they don't forge forward and play the playoffs. These billion-dollar sports leagues, Mike, putting dollars over health, right? I mean, for me... I don't know. We've got to move on at some point. You're going to have a faction, a large faction of fans who typically support these leagues, these billion dollar leagues, believing that uh, they are putting uh, money and the need to resuscitate business over the need to batten down the hatches and continue to fight this thing that is the coronavirus and that is still uh, running rampant throughout the United States. Dollars over health. OG's converts have your say in the comment section or you can do it in community. Let us know how you feel about this. We already know that a lot of you think the season should just be put on ice to use a pun um, and an appropriate pun. Mm. But I know there are a lot of people who quietly are hoping something goes down. And again, it's so risky. It is so intriguing. Any word on Austin Matthews, how he's doing? No, there hasn't been. Um, I, and I don't think there will be until till July 10th when training camp opens because, you know, you have a situation where, and I know in the U.S. it's the, the HIPAA laws regarding, um, uh, you know, outing somebody in terms of illness or any kind of health situation that the, and uh, you know, the situation is, is that TSN and Sportsnet are part owners of the Leafs and, you know, they, they probably legally can't uh, come out and say what, you know, the status is of Austin Matthews. And I'm sure like on July 10th, it'll be, I think three weeks at that point, he probably will be on the ice or probably that we'll get a statement from the Leafs at that point to say how close he is. So I don't think we're going to find out anything more until that until then knowing about austin matthews is only required because we want him to be better we want him to get over this thing just like anyone else who's contracted coronavirus um that's it i, I i'm not into the gossip i'm not looking to to pry into the guy's life but I mean, he's a public figure and when someone like that uh, becomes ill there's concern uh, among the fan base and uh, I'm, I'm hoping that all is well and that this guy can get back on the ice and contribute to a leaps run in this tournament that is certainly going to be contentious and controversial. And um, you know, in the end, hopefully is one that uh, goes off with uh, a few hiccups and not too many and will be uh, viewed a success. Uh, when all is said and done. Any last words, Mike? Well, I think the uh, the interesting, and I'm going to write about this tomorrow, but we'll, we'll just mention it here. The uh, NHL draft lottery that occurred on Friday yeah. uh, just opened up a, let's just say, a very interesting narrative over the next few weeks because we won't find out who has the number one pick in the draft until after the, the play-in round is completed. And for the t eight teams that lose in the play-in round, 
they will have a 12.5% chance of drafting Alexis Lafreniere uh, with the first pick. And, you know, to the detriment of Ottawa and L.A. and uh, uh, Detroit and a few other teams that were hoping to get that top pick. That means if the Toronto Maple Leafs lose in the first round to Columbus, which I think is a very even series, it can go either way. Everybody's probably favoring the Leafs a little bit because they have more offensive talent, but Columbus overachieved under John Tortorella and they will be a tough out because they match up as we've Mm -hmm. talked about on this show before they match up well because they're a defensive team that plays an aggressive style and the Leafs usually don't play well against that. If they lose the consolation might be they get the first pick in the draft (laughs) and, and, and I'm going to write tomorrow about what that effect would have on the Leafs because with the salary cap likely staying flat, if they could bring in a young player like Lafreniere uh, as a as a player who could replace somebody who's making a lot more money, that would free up and give Kyle Dubas a lot of room in mm-hmm. terms of being able to. But that's you know, I mean, that's that's assuming a lot. That's assuming they lose in the first yeah. round. That's assuming they win the lottery. It's a lot of assumptions. But we've already reached the first step because now one of those eight teams an Edmonton, a Chicago, a Montreal, a Pittsburgh, they could have the best player in this draft. Yeah, Mike, the draft and next season and a lot of things that are really just a fantasy right now are so far away. Mm -hmm. We, We haven't even begun training camp for this contentious 2014 tournament that still may not happen. It, it's planning to happen. The, the league wants it. The players want it. I know fans do. But w- there's just so many things that need to take place between now and July 10th and then mid-July and then the end of the month and then the start of this tournament uh, that we need to see uh, some sort of process, some fluidity, some cohesion because there's just so, so many things that could derail um, what what we are hoping is going to be a uh, relatively seamless tournament with the Leafs winning it and then having an asterisk uh, applied to any uh, you know statement of of celebration that the Leafs have finally won the Stanley Cup. AA from the comment section. It's time for hockey and everything else. If this lockdown goes any longer, I think it will cause more harm than the virus itself. Good video, guys. As always, not a bad way to wrap up another podcast make sure to follow mike uh, hockeybuzz.com you can uh, see what i'm doing on facebook at norm at oakridge ford i'm also on instagram uh, mike is too shoot us a follow and then uh, we'll keep you posted on the leafs combo twitter account being suspended because it is huge news it is not trending uh, rest assured mike let's get to another podcast here in the near future okay sounds good thanks norm